Comics. I'm Tasha Ray. And I'm drunk. So we about to get into some bullshit today. <laughs> Ow. <laughs> well, today's guest is very special because it's my bestie. Hey, Janet, welcome to the show. Hey, everyone. Thank you so much for having me here. Yeah, girl. So tell us a little bit about yourself. Ooh, the details, huh? Well, my name is Janet Cruz Padron. I'm the I'm 37 years old, and I'm the founder of the financial empowerment platform, Latina Money. And as Tasha mentioned, uh, we're besties, so it's nice to be here on the show and get to chit-chat with you guys. Yes, girl. So excited to have you here. So you're familiar with the game, Secrets of the Opposite Sex. So we're going to pull some questions directly from the app and get in your business just a little bit. So first question, do you feel or have you ever felt cultural pressure when it comes to how you date or who you choose today? Not personally, but it seems to me that I always end up picking the ones that that, ha- that are like off limits or that have those restrictions because I either like, you know, the Muslim boys that are, you know, I'm, I grew up Catholic, and but I'm not practicing. So I'm more spiritual than religious, let's say. So I tend to kind of gravitate towards the ones that, you know, are very much into religion. And then there's that barrier there with the family. So that always ends up kind of causing that tension. And, you know, obviously since I'm single now, that didn't work out. Um, And uh, what else? Yeah, it's just, it's either the religion or um, class, obviously. Like, you know, cause I've, for me, we're a working class family. So I grew up very much, you know, working since I was 15. And I like, you know, either the real poor boys or like the real, you know, ritzy boys with the, where the family's involved. And then it's hard because, you know, if you're not really from that same socioeconomic or if you're not rolling around with that crew, then, you know, somebody in the family's going to say something about it. And I think it kind of takes a different kind of person to be able to say, okay, you know what, I'm my own person, even though I'm in this family structure or in this, you know, religious you know, culture or whatever, but, you know, I haven't really found my match yet. So, yeah. You know, as someone who has famously been on Team Lawrence, um, basically what that means is, is I'm okay with a nigga being broke in the beginning, right? (laughs) There is some kind of drive or push, or maybe he just need to make a stop off at the Best Buy. That's totally fine. But don't be ruling people out just because everybody ain't, you know, vice presidents at J.P. Morgan Chase. It's our, maybe he got to be at the rental car place right now. Ain't nothing wrong with that. But you know what my my thing is, and I I always hate. I always said, you know, it didn't matter because you know I'm the money, right? Like I'm I work. Like I can I can help a you know my partner out. I could do whatever. But the thing that I've experienced, at least, you know, in my dating little history is that they, you know, some of the boys that are, you know, maybe not high earners, they tend to kind of come also with this mentality of, okay, if she's, I'm going to push boundaries. And if, you know, if I ask her for something and she gives it to me, then maybe I can ask for a little more or, you know, maybe uh, I don't have to try as hard because she got me, you know, and I feel like, okay, yeah, I got you. But at some point you do have to show like, okay, I'm not like, you got some shame, you know, cause like, I'm not going to let my girl take care of everything. What I like run into too, even though that's like really going down the rabbit hole is, 
you know, they think, okay, I'm just going to show up with some dick and she'll give me some money, you know? So it's like, okay. And they think dick is nice. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, come to the table with a little more than that, even though that'll probably get you in the door and I'll keep you in the door for a little while. But then what? Then after that, what are we going to do? Yeah. It's not going to let her. Yeah. I have always been a firm believer that, um, dick is high supply and low demand so you can't really roll up here with that because i can go yell dick out the window and 20 motherfuckers that i probably don't even want will show up yes <laughs> but you know what who's got that kind of time to be looking at like unzip let me look in there like hello <laughs> worth my time you know what i mean like if it's a good one i'll be like score you're saying you know get in the store stay here for a little while but then let's work on something else. And then yeah. uh, unfortunately, sometimes they get stuck there. They're like, no, I'm, I'm cool where we're at and nothing ever comes from it. I think okay. that is the scary part where they start to take advantage of you and you become their job. Like, yeah. like, like just sweet talker and then I kind of can coast through life. And then exactly as long as she does, as long as she's cool with it, I'm cool with it too. Right some folks out here doing it now I ain't kind so of, nobody strange. sugar mama child Mm-mm. it's so strange because i just don't understand and i don't know if this is like the toxic masculine kind of part of myself this is like i'm a man from the south right so you if you don't do nothing you go to work or you try to provide so it's yeah. like you know the scorpio and me even though you know i have led a man or two splurge <laughs> i don't you know don't even feel all the way comfortable with people taking care of me like that so it's like well, i don't understand where that mentality comes from I'm lazy <laughs> wait um, so i have another question so i mean you mentioned earlier that you're single now and it didn't work what is the grounds behind that i feel like there's a base there well you know long story short i was i was married didn't that didn't work out and i think it had it was a compatibility issue you know it was very much okay i'm I'm ready to settle down. And I think the other person was kind of like, well, I, I want to sow my royal oats or whatever, you know? So it's really, that was a whole experience that really set the stage for and you know my dating life after that. And I realized, you know, if one of the biggest things now that I look for is a man or a partner with purpose, you know, because I feel like that, I even saw that growing up you know, I came from a single mom household. My dad, you know, was really non-existent there for a period of time, but even kind of reflecting back on, okay, you know, my relation, obviously kind of going through healing my relationship with men and, you know, kind of getting to the bottom of my issues. I look back and I think, okay, what, what sort of men do I gravitate towards? And I always end up kind of going towards the ones that I think have potential. And I think it's like that little girl, part of me that's like ooh, a project right like I can I can do something with this one and I think this one's gonna you know has potential to do all kinds of things right but then it's just if you don't use it you lose it right and I think that that's been kind of my biggest downfall is I see people for what they could become instead of like what they really are right this second in my case they've kind of they've kind of pretended like they were going to do something right but then at the end of the day they weren't going to do shit so it's like okay Janet like what what did we learn from all of this and it's it's basically like somebody has to kind of already be walking in their purpose doing something because if not they're not going to be happy with their lives and they're not going to be happy like nothing will ever be enough 
from their partner. And I think that that's like become one of my, you know, deal breakers now. If you're 80% unhappy with your life, then I got to leave you alone because that means you're going to be unhappy with me. Like you're going to make me jump through hoops because you have these boys that you want me to, you know, try or like women in general to try to fill for you. And it's just going to be, you know, a waste of, of like effort basically. So. Okay. My question is, okay. So has divorced kind of changed your idea of marriage, you know, and, and if it has kind of, how was that different from how it felt before you were married versus after? It has actually, because prior to that, I think I believed in monogamy, you know, and I think to some degree I still do. Um, because once, you know, for me, at least when I fall in love, like I really don't see anybody else. So I know my capacity to be faithful, to be like, this is my, this is my boo and I don't need to stray. Let's get real, right? There's a lot of temptation out there. There's a lot of ass all over the place. Just like men and women that are very liberal. So sometimes they don't want commitment, you know? So that sense of flings or whatever is easy to find. And it's easy, I understand, like, for part my, like, let's say my partners in the past to have succumbed to temptation. And I think, okay, if now that's not so much of a deal breaker as it is, like, the lying portion of it. Like, if you're lying to me to cover up all your dirty shit, then we got a problem. Because then you don't see me as your partner in crime. Like, you don't see me as somebody who's been there, done that, done their dirty shit, too. And then, you know, now kind of want something else. Yeah. So I think that that's where I cross, like, that's my deal breaker is once you start being dishonest and starting like sneaky, deceptive behavior, we're done with that. I believe now, like in multiple parties, like that's not a deal breaker. Like not to say, okay, we're going to do threesomes or orgies or whatever. But if we're in a committed partner, like partnership, we understand this is our thing. Right. But we also understand we're busy adults. Like, you know, I got, you know, a whole company to run. Ideally, like my partner also has a life that, you know, keeps them busy and we're going to not always, you know, even as human beings too, we, we tend to have things that, you know, not one person can fulfill. So in that sense, like I understand it, but there has to be like a mutual conversation, like, you know, really understanding that, okay, if you give that person that margin of like error or whatever, like if they go out and something happens, mm -hmm. then we, our partnership is still solid. And then there's no line, you know, like, and then most likely for me, at least in my experience, I, I don't tend to really go fishing for stuff. It's when I know something's up and you didn't tell me. And I still like, my gut tells me that there's something to figure out. Like that's when I go on my, you know, inspector gadget trip. Cause then there's something to find. And then of course there's always something to find. Right. Right. Okay. So post divorce dating. Yeah. How is it? Because you've been in a relationship for you know, an extended period of time. Do you feel like anything has changed in how people date now versus how they dated before you got married? Ooh. Well, I think I, I kind of touched on a little bit is that I feel like, you know, people are just more up for whatever, like, you know, they to hang out without commitments, to not really know where, you know, not to really define something from the beginning, which is kind of strange to me. And it, it makes me feel awkward because it's like, okay, how do you go from a serious relationship and then to then be casual? And then even though that's probably the healthiest thing to do, right? You don't want to go from one relationship to the other. 
but it's been tough, you know, because I think everyone just wants to have fun. They want, you know, they think, oh, there's so many options. Like, I don't want to, you know, I don't want to pick one and then regret it. So people just end up doing whatever. And I feel like, okay, when I start meeting people that are maybe a little bit older and they're like, oh, this is what I want from the get-go. I'm like, wait a minute, like, let's get to know each other. Let's not go so fast. Everybody pump the brakes, right? And then, so I think, okay, what the, what's wrong here? Cause I'm over here complaining, like people are just lollygagging or whatever. But then when I meet somebody that's like, okay, I want it, you know, A, B, C, D and whatever in this order, I'm like, okay, wait, 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 hold on. Like, you don't even know me. How do you know? But I think know yourself, like, you know, you're kind of done with the BS. Mm-hmm. You're more likely to kind of put your cards out on the table and be like, okay, this is, this is what it is. Like you're with it or you're not. You know, I think it's so interesting that you say that because I find that, at least me specifically, as I'm also divorced, I got married really, really young. I was married for most of my 20s. And now that I'm like single and, and, you know, trying to figure this shit out now, I feel like I run across people where it's exactly the same thing where I've, I've ran across someone specifically who, I mean, on paper, lined up. Everything is there. Knew what they wanted from the get go. And he's like, yo, I move you in tomorrow. And I'm like, pump the brakes. <laughs> <laughs> why? You know, like, why am I so fast? And I'm like, I, I don't even know you like that. But then the other part of me is like, hell yeah, girl, you don't move that shit in. Like, call you all. Like, this it's give or take out here. It's tough. It's, it's so hard. The vibe, though, I think it has a lot to do with the vibe, too. Because, you know, I think you guys are a good judge of characters, you know? So it's like, okay, once you find that chemistry, that connection, then that's when you kind of want to hit the ground running. Like, okay, let's do this. But you know, sometimes it's, I don't know, like when you guys don't click, when you're not vibing, it seems to me like sometimes that's when those are the ones that are like, want to move you in. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. It's, it's usually the situation where the feelings aren't, you know, reciprocated. One person feels something very strongly and the other person's just like, I don't know yet. I don't know. Question. Okay. Do you find that now you want to date do you want another serious relationship or do you just want something casual or something like whatever falls in my lap? We'll just see how this works out. Like, how are you approaching dating in that sense now? I think like I want a life partner with, you know, not necessarily us like getting married or having to do like a big extravagant, you know, announcement of us being together, but, you know, that cheesy of wanting to do life with someone, you know, and I think that that's, that's where I'm at right now. And it's, it's even just kind of having that's what I kind of mentioned earlier too about the partner in crime, you know, it's like somebody that's, you know, it's just somebody to be real. And I think that that's hard to find really, because everyone kind of has either a rule controlled agenda or no agenda at all. And I feel like it's rare to kind of find that, that person that's kind of vibing on your level, who's also like a friend. And it's been hard to find that, but in the ones, you know, that I have found it's, I don't know, like, I I kind of feel like I, you know, sometimes say, okay, well, the best way to get to know somebody and to really have build something longevity is to start off as friends. So I've tested that, you know, like, okay, I'm just going to go out with these, you know, dudes and take it easy and just get to know them without, without my own agenda, right? Of like, let's get married next week and have kids, right? So, but then that I kind of feel like that shoot myself in the foot with that because I think like keeping it so casual or trying to keep it so casual from the beginning sets like that that tone for, you know, like things are going to be like this. And then what if you change your mind, which you most likely probably will if you end up liking that person, right? 
So then at the end, they're like, well, I thought it was this, but now you want, you know, now you're switching it up on me. And it's like, it turns out to be a big old mess. So yes, it's kind of hard to keep it casual, I think. Agreed. As a person, as a person who was a fan of, the, oh, make sure that your best friend first. Well, I fucked one of my friends and we ain't friends no more. So what do I do now? There goes that friend. <laughs> I'm like, so now I like ruined it because y'all told me we need to be friends first. Right, right. <laughs> I, I don't have nobody to go to the theme park with. Aww. <laughs> New friends, not old friends. Oh, oh, <laughs> um, they should have specified that in the meme. Okay, if y'all gonna be sharing the wisdom. Inspection manual didn't tell me this. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that that oh. is that is the hard thing because you know you're gonna want to switch up the titles at some point, and it's hard. Like once you jump in the bed, it's hard to just go back to like we we're just gonna kick it. Mm-hmm. Then vice versa, like once if you jump in the bed and you're like, I fucking love you, let's do this, and they're like, mm, I just want to be friends. You're like, no, fuck that, I can't. Right. I love you. Can't be your friend, right? Like what? because we can kick it, but I'm also now I might kick your ass if you play with me because <laughs> you decided that this is what you want to do. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> That is the worst feeling though. In those situations, in those relationships, you have to be vulnerable because that's your friend. They know you, right? And you're crossing that line, pour out your heart. And they're like, yeah, no, I just want to be a friend. Like, like, oh my God. Like, mm, I'm actually still recovering from that. That happened to me last year. I was like, keeping my mouth closed from now on. But that's that's the thing like, you know, we gotta, we gotta tap into that resilience too. Cause it's like, yeah, it's hard for us to be vulnerable and it's hard to say, you know, how we really feel and put ourselves out there. But you know, what did you really lose after that? Nothing, you know, like if they were a douchebag and they were like, just left you hanging or they bounced on you or whatever, and it didn't work out, then, then what, what did you lose? Like, I mean, pride, like pride and ego. And to me, that's like, the downfall of like this is the reason why we nobody can have good relationships is because we all want to put up this front like things don't phase us or like things don't yeah. hurt us but it's like you hurt my goddamn feelings like say sorry you know what I mean or I'm gonna cry and I'm gonna you know let you feel my whole life story and if you didn't reciprocate or you just ghost me or whatever then you know you're bad because you're an asshole our egos get bruised but at the end of the day like the cheesy the cheesy line right like they did you a favor because they basically like the trash took itself out right listen a uh, cry baby ass nigga like me i eat pride for lunch so- good. and you know so many people are just so about the ego and i that's been like one of my deal breakers too it's kind of like okay if you like faking the funk that's that's tells me a lot about you because clearly you got some issues you haven't worked through you know you got some deep-rooted healing like some pain that you're you know still kind of carrying around with you I worked through my shit so therefore you need to work through your shit too Mm -hmm. and you know on top of that it's like it just ends up I mean what it is is that it hides insecurity okay so if you're out here dating now what's the most common reason that you've become uninterested in someone the detective work you know, cause like I've got like a one gut feeling. So it's, if you, if I ask you a question, it's because I want an answer and think about that answer before it comes out of your mouth. Because if my gut radar alarm goes off, then we have a problem, you know, cause I'm going to give you the benefit of the doubt. 
And the thing is, I'm, I'm, you know, anybody that knows me knows like I'm a super sweetheart. So it's, it takes a lot for me to really cut you off or for me to be a bitch or for me to like even get on my high horse or anything. But, you know, again, like if I ask you a question and it takes you extra long to come up with an answer or your answer doesn't make sense, then it's like, okay. Or if I've had to find out that the answer wasn't the truth, uh-huh. then you know, then that's it. You know, there's no, there's no foundation there. And clearly like you thought that I was a fool. So that's mm-hmm. another problem. <laughs> <laughs> For sure. So, okay. So does the number of people your mate has slept with before you matter? Like when you're dating these people, like, are you concerned with where that thing has been before that thing has come to you? You know, after I got married and stuff and after like even dating, I was like, okay, I'm going to go celibate. So that for me, and I still, to this day, I'm not dating. I mean, I'm, I'm dating in the sense, like I'll go spend time with them, but it's like a whole nother, like we're going to take it back home and stuff. So that's something like I've been celibate for a hot minute and it's, it's getting a little hot up in here, but overall it's possible. Right. And for me, it's worth it. Cause it's like, okay, that's an investment that I'm willing to put into, you know, not only get to know myself, but to also like clear my whole bad vibe of like everybody that's been around, you know, and it hasn't worked out. So I feel like, okay, I don't expect, I don't hold my potential partner to that, let's say to those standards, those expectations, you know? So I'm actually very open-minded if they, if I feel like, okay, they've been around and we have a thing and they, we kind of get to that point and we choose each other that I mean I wouldn't judge them based on like where they've been but if if you kind of throw me into the you, now you're one of the options and I'm gonna continue to run the street then that's when I have a problem because then you know obviously people just be dating fucking like HIV ain't a thing and it is you know and that's something like that's real serious and you know I have a lot you know everybody everybody has a lot to lose and I think people just they cross there's a certain amount of like if you're fucking so many different people there's a part of you that that kind of shuts down like your soul ends up shutting down right so you're like okay just next 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 and I think okay at some point your consideration for somebody else's life for your own life like you forfeited that because you want to have fun or because you know you're lost or whatever or like you know you can't find what you're looking for so I think that that's, that becomes dangerous territory. Like, I don't want, if you're going to be fucking around with your life, don't come over here because, right. I got, you know, I got shit to live for. Like, don't bring that over here. Keep that over there. For sure. Because I'm also, you know, in the year of, what's today? In the year of our Lord of 2022, uh, the monkeys is out here poxing. And I had to hang my whole coat up because I don't, because clearly you get it by fucking or something close to it. And the answer is no. Yes. And you know, people act like we haven't been on lockdown for like two plus years on the Rona. And it's like, people are like, don't cough on me, much less like, don't be putting your mm-hmm. things up on me. So yes, I mean, it's real serious out here now with health and hygiene and all kinds of stuff. And it's, you know, the last thing any of us want is to be able, you know, to, to say, okay, I, made a life decision that completely like flipped my whole life around and maybe it wasn't even worth it you know yeah so it's a no for Nick Cannon basically like <laughs> those types it's it's a hard no <laughs> like, as are t- the 
times are different now. They've changed. Oh my gosh. Like, I mean, I think Nick Cannon is on baby like what, 78 or some shit? <laughs> like, God, though. He's he's gonna go broke. What the hell? Right? I feel like like you real rich. Like we get it. We love hey. that. Like you <laughs> real rich. But you know, I'm so glad we got somebody with Latina money letting the people know that ain't uh-huh. sustainable. <laughs> <laughs> you know but I guess I guess it's maybe a long-term investment because hopefully those kids will end up supporting him when he's old and gray and can't do nothing else on tv but mm. for now it's, it's I'm sure it's costing him a lot of money and okay. baby mama drama too mm-hmm. I'll keep it yep. <laughs> listen then kind of aired out their business talking about he thinks 80 percent of women have an odor down there and I'm just like what you think like you are raw dogging all these women back and forth back and forth you mixing up juices that don't need to be mixed like now they got to be all the time right so because that much time to be at the OBGYN like every week (laughs) you decided that you was gonna be Bill not a science dick and you was gonna mix and match (laughs) match potions and chemicals Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. but that's what happened when you be out here listening to dr umar johnson all right so my next question <laughs> if you're enjoying the episode make sure you download secrets of the opposite sex on apple app store and google play today and join in on the fun back to the episode What is the pettiest thing that you've done to an ex after a breakup? Fudge. <laughs> pettiest. You gotta put me on the spot like that. Who <laughs> doesn't know that it was me? How am I gonna say it? Allegedly. <laughs> Allegedly. <laughs> right. As a man who frequents all things petty, I just like to know. Nah, like honestly, I'm real like, I'm just gonna cut you with my words, petty like that there's no going back from what if one like again like lord help me because yeah once I get to the point where my I can have a reckless mouth like we've clearly gone too far because I'm the nicest sweetest where I'm like please don't do this like don't make me go there like please baby don't do you know like don't do this because I'm like you don't want to see that side of me right but when I turn real cold-hearted bitch and say some like tell you some real shit then like clearly we're in, there's no respect there, right? Like there's no going back from that. So just me, like, I mean, once once I knew the relationship was over, I was like, okay, let me let you have it, right? Like you're a bitch ass, you know? Like, and just attack like their masculinity and that's it, like you're dead. I left you for dead and I'm gone, right? And that's, I think that's petty. Cause it's like, fuck, you just, did you have to destroy him, Janet? Like, you yes. just like, <laughs> like pushed him down and like, Gotcha, got the hell on. Like, bro, come at Yeah. Trying to destroy him. But yeah, sometimes some people need that because it's like, I fucking warned you like 17 times, like, don't do this because then this is going to be all bad. But you wanted to do it anyway. So, all right, let's go. Tasha, I'm going to throw you the same question. <laughs> Tell us. So I'm similar in that way because my mouth is like, I'll, I can cut you a word. We're very similar in that way. Like, I'm very cool, very sweet, very all that. Like, but if you push me, I'm talking about push me, I'm going to hurt your feelings. I'm going to hurt your feelings and then I'm not going to feel bad about it afterwards, unfortunately. But but for me, I still am petty with my actions sometimes. Too. Not, not now. So my story is from almost 10 years ago. I've, I've grown, I've evolved, but 
let's see my pettiest thing is he was on his last leg i'm giving you the opportunity to be honest yeah you still want to play let's play so he went to sleep i had the password to his phone he told me he was not in communication with his ex anymore Uh and lo and behold they writing whole novels and shit to each other like it's a whole it's a whole thing and have been spending time with each other so i was like Okay. So this was back like when the, the little thumbprint had just like made its little debut. So I made me a little thumbprint in his phone. Cause I'm going I'm going to tell him in the morning. I went I through my resourceful, not petty. <laughs> I was like, I saw I went through it. I told him when he woke up, I was like, I went through your phone. I see y'all are still talking. What you doing over here? Then like what what are we doing if you still want to do that? Go do that. So he did the whole thing like no like delete it it's fine like I'm not gonna talk to all of that and I was like last chance I'm gonna give you a week so he goes by I guess he of you a week you know I gave him a week he came back over he went to go like make me some food or something I got his phone and I went to the bathroom and of course he changed his pin code I was like huh handy dandy thumbprint <laughs> And then I looked and I saw they still, still talking. And I blocked the girl. That's what I did. I, Cause I was just like, I want to know like who's initiating this conversation and how this is going. So I understand what's going on too. Cause I feel like she was a little toxic too. Like she was like, I need to like, know. Oh, you got somebody new? Like, I want you back now. It, it kind of felt like that. So I wanted to see who was initiating conversation and doing all this stuff. So I blocked her when I went into his phone the first time. Okay, so if you realize that she's blocked, then okay, there's something you're, yeah, you're, you're looking for. Her. She ended up emailing him. <laughs> Another resourceful bitch. <laughs> <laughs> she ended up emailing him. And then that's how they started talking. Again. But I was just like, okay. Exactly. So, y'all just need to go somewhere at this point. Get up out of my house. So yeah. Hi, dude. Yeah, that's my petty level. <laughs> uh, practical, I call it. Again, as a man who just happens to fancy all things petty, I'm going to unfurl my scroll on where I start. Yes. <laughs> like, I know you got some stuff. Read. One. Um, I'm taking all the backs out of your earrings. I'm taking them off. Like, you ain't got no backs to your earrings. You need those. Two. When you went to bed, I took all the light bulbs out your house. You have no. So you can hit the switch all you want. Ain't no light. <laughs> There's not. It ain't gonna work. Three, you love ice water. Your ice maker in my trunk. No, pee in his ice ice dispenser, ice maker, or whatever. New that level one. unlocked. <laughs> <laughs> Allegedly, though, I've never done Allegedly. that. Allegedly, it was a good idea. <laughs> I don't know. My lord told me that that usually means jail time. So you know, I <laughs> that's <wait>. okay. <laughs> good to know. Good to know. Noted. <laughs> I'm trying to stay out of jail. Thank you. There goes that idea. Oh, that's funny. So, what do you think your ex would say is the hardest part about dating you? If he was going to air you out to your new boo, what would he say? He's going to be like, good luck with that one, bro. <laughs> Probably just that I'm real controlling sometimes, you know, like, okay, we're going to do this. Like, today on Monday, we're going to go here. So, that's like my role type a like side of you know which i'm working on it's kind of like okay i'm going with the flow which you know you know me i'm i'm very kind of chill and stuff but for when things need to happen they need to happen and you know they need to happen now so that 
un- like fortunately or unfortunately kind of translates into my relationships too. It's kind of like, okay, we need to go here and then maybe in like six months from now, we should think about heading in this direction, you know? And so in that sense, me kind of stepping into my femininity is a little bit is where I'm working on that because I exist in my masculine energy sometimes because of you know work because of things that I have to do at home gotta run this gotta run that and then telling myself okay Janet like you are gonna go out on a date so you need to be a lady you need to be nice you know like you need to kind of let people just let him be him you know so in that I think especially when we start getting serious and we're kind of making life plans and obviously, you know, we're living together, our finances are kind of crossing. It's like, okay, I think this is what's best. And clearly my way works better than yours. So get on board or not, but if you don't, then we're going to have a problem. So I think that's probably what my, my ex would say, like, okay, you just got to let her have her way most of the time. Right. Cause if not, you're probably going to hear her mouth. So. Yep. My ex will probably be like, um, sex is great, but you just might want to run for the hills. In which case, I might agree. <laughs> the last person I dated was kind of like, you know, like, you know what your thing is? I'm like, what? They're like, it's either your way or the highway. I'm like, yeah, everyone seems to be with the program except you. And then he's kind of like, well, I've been with the program. So, you know, I'm like, okay, I'm glad that you're with the program. (laughs) (laughs) Clearly, it wasn't. All right. So (laughs) now we get to move on to my personal favorite portion of the game, the red flag game. So now we're going to ask you a series of questions real quick, real easy. And if you care to elaborate behind your answer, feel free. The red flag game. I'll ask you a question on whether or not you feel something is a red flag and we go from there. You ready? All right. So is it a red flag if you get invited out by a guy in a group setting and it just so happens to be another person there that he's talking to? Is that a red flag? Yes. Yes. I mean, I feel like there's some unconscious, like, are you bitches going to fight over me or what? Like, I just want to see it, you know? And that's, yeah, no. Mm Mm-mm. You know, that's actually very interesting because the petty part of me said that I was going to pull up like, who is, bitch, I was going to buy her a drink and everything. Like, who is you? No. I don't know. That's like real, I'd be, again, shameless because I think if I would do that, I'm like, would I take my dude to some, like, especially if I was fucking some other dude like there too, like, hey guys, like meet each other. Like, I'm going to see you right now, but then I'm going to see you a little later. Like, no. You know, it's it's so funny because I feel like that that is something that, that I feel like that's something that guys would only propose to women. Realistically, I don't think that girls are doing stuff like that. So I like the audacity for you to just be like, hey, I'm gonna bring you to the Dave and Buster's, and then you gonna bring a Buster, and then we just gonna like chill and have a good time. I don't, excuse me. And then that's like, okay, I mean, you're setting yourself up to like be spread thin to like, which bitch are you going to focus on? Like me or her, you know what I mean? Or you're just going to be like twinkly, like winking at her while we're over here trying to do it. No, what the hell? What is the goal? Y'all, this was my Monday night. This literally just happened to me on Monday. Oh, I'm not playing with you. Wait, what are you This was the first time that we're meeting in person, right? We've just been texting or whatever. And he was like, hey, I'm in town. He was like, um, 
at first when we we're talking he made it seem like i'm out with my friends because we got to do some work shit or whatever but when we're done you know let's grab a drink because that was always our initial plan let's grab a drink at this specific place and so as i've gotten ready and i'm about to call my uber he's like oh just heads up you know it's guys and girls mix i'm just like why is that necessary to say if they're your friends your friends are your friends are your friends so why you need to clarify but okay and i was just like oh okay um so i get there and there's two girls one girl is very clearly a friend the other girl she starts talking to me and we're just chit-chatting like hey girl where you from how long you been in new york all that kind of stuff he turns around and sees us talking and he scoops me by my hip and like to the bar like hey you you want a drink you want you want a drink and i was like what is happening here so we're talking and he's like a little handsy like his hand is like on my hip and it's just like and he's very close and all that kind of stuff and next thing I know she disappears and towards the end of the night I guess she's about to leave so she's got her arms around him and then his hand is like on her butt and they're this close from each other talking and I see him kiss her real quick and then he kind of taps her on the butt a little bit and she leaves when she leaves she, I'm standing in the middle of two of his friends, literally. She she shakes everybody's hand and says, bye, skips over me, goes to the other friend and then dips. And I was just like, well, that was interesting. I feel like I was just on the episode of The Bachelor and I, I didn't sign up for this shit. So <laughs> what the fuck? Shameless. And then he was just confused as to why I felt away. Like, because I just met my competition and nobody warned me about this. <laughs> like, oh my God. Like, why do you feel like that's okay? <laughs> That's okay. I'm going to start my rebuttal to this. Did he wear the next vodka cranberry? Because at that point, you have to wear it. Excuse me. With a busted lip is a real Hello? (laughs) The audacity. Yeah. The audacity. I'm telling you. And he's a grown man, like 40. I was like, this is what we're still. We're a little, we need to be past it. Like, I feel disrespected. And this even wasn't me. I'm disrespected by association, okay? <laughs> and I'm like, this was our first time yeah, supposed not. to hang out. I feel like I know more about his friends at this point than I do with him because I was talking to his friends the whole time because he was, like you said, spreading himself thin. And I was like, this is some disrespectful shit here. Like, d- just when you think you've seen it all, here we go. In the name of disrespect, just slot me to handle. We can have all his friends lined up next week. <laughs> Uh-uh, you better not talk to that man ever again. What the hell? Oh, that's a wrap. No, okay. no respect. Mm-mm. None, none. And then tried to like apologize the next day and make it, I don't know. It's just like, I, I guess we got our, um, I guess we had different intentions. And I'm just like, well, what could your intention have been? I'm so confused. But even then, I mean, you're you're talking to two girls in the same circle. It's like, you're, that's, that's a big red flag. That's like sloppy, messy. Right. Okay. Is it a red flag if someone wants you to give them oral, but never wants to return the favor? Yes, it's a red flag. You ain't generous. You are not a generous person and we do not need to be talking. Yeah, I feel like the grounds of that are pretty simple. You give, you receive, or even if you ain't given in that manner, like you, you do what you need to do to please. If you ain't doing that, then... Yeah, but that sets the tone for everything, though. I think, like, you know, most people that, like, see you and see some sort of value, like, okay, I want to look good in the eyes of this person that I just met because I think, you know, we might be going, like, 
I'm just going to open the possibilities, right? I like you. I, I like this vibe or whatever. I want to look good in your eyes. So if I'm asking you for shit, but then I'm already kind of like looking real greedy, looking real selfish. Like that, that means like, I don't really see any sort of like longevity here because I'm not trying to put my best foot forward. You know, I think we all do when we just meet somebody, like we're kind of willing to go that extra mile. So if from the get go, like he's like whoever, they're not willing to wanting to please you in whatever way, like then that's probably what you're going to get. Like you're going to get breadcrumb, like a whole lot more than just that. Whew. Mm. I mean, that's for damn sure because that's showing what you got going on right out the gate. Yeah. yeah, that's just selfish and child. Like you gotta grow up. That's a big red flag. Like if you, you know, if you meet somebody and then they're not really trying to do all that investment, all that work, it's kind of like, okay, am I not cute? Like you don't like me? Yeah. You don't like that? Yeah. You know, it's, yeah. Then the second that I start internalizing whether or not I have something going on based on what you decided, you can go sit in oncoming traffic. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> got me up in my head like you got to go. Absolutely. Okay, so is it a red flag if a man wants to wait to have sex until marriage? I've never met a man who wanted to wait to have sex. <laughs> if you find one of those, let me know. <laughs> I don't think you want them because honestly I feel like the times that I've met guys who were like that I think they were like afraid I said like it was multiple there's one I think he was afraid that I think he was small basically and I think he felt like if we had sex I wasn't going to be satisfied and it wasn't gonna work that's like to me the the Loch Ness monster like does that exist like the fact that you know one I don't know news to me because at least one yeah there's one in the world just one. Personally, I feel like I I have to test drive that Honda. I cause I'm just if I it mm, woo. Um specifically for me, like that is a that is a big that's a big bond that I have when I'm with someone. Like that's an emotional connection that I can't, you know, recreate. Um, you know, you know, interestingly enough, I was in a situation where I was with someone who wasn't asexual. Um, and he's just more into, uh, the vibe mm -hmm. and, uh, the essence. Um, and I feel like that was fine for about eight months. And then, um, Ooh. like, you got to give it up at some point. <laughs> probably got to meet the road. And... Yeah. No, I agree. That's, I mean, honestly, I think at this point too, it would be a deal breaker. if There was no like intimacy. There was no yeah. sex, like sex in the champagne room going on in our house. Like, you know, so. Yeah, mm -hmm. for sure. Okay, is it a red flag if a man is divorced but constantly talks about his ex-wife? Yes. You ain't over it, homie. Like, you got to put some stuff to rest. And, you know, clearly somebody didn't invest in a therapist after that because if you're going to use me as your therapist, and one thing is we're going through, you know, like we're sort of like recapping our experiences to, so I can let you know my bad experiences so you don't do that stuff and then vice versa but it's another thing to constantly have you know old girl or old boy or whatever like all up in your mouth because clearly like you got some unresolved issues and you know I don't get paid for this so. well about to stress me out Ooh, Lord. yeah because I feel like you just save that for like your group chat with your boys because I'm like that don't bring that to me yeah 
Yeah. And then part of you makes you feel like inadequate too. Cause it's like, clearly if that other person's still like all up in your brain, then like a part of them must be sizing me up yeah. towards, you know, with that person. And it's like, well, if you guys have that much history, if you know, they really did a number on you, if they're still like front and center in your thought process, then I'm not like nothing that I do is going to be enough because, you know, not only do I not like to be in competition. So, you know, you're already kind of putting me in a spot I don't want to be in. But second, like your, your history with someone, like I can't match that. Right. Cause I just, you know, I'm new, like give me a chance. Right. But you're kind of setting me up for failure because you're comparing me to somebody that you already, you know, invested all this time with. And I can't, you know, again, like you're just setting me up to, to fail. And I don't like that. Yeah. And, you're being slighted because like, they're still in the past. Yeah. You know I mean? So they're not fully present in your relationship and showing up how they should be showing up for you because they're still worried about, oh, girl. Yep. And not only is the comparison thief of joy, comparison is also going to turn me into the thief that's going to steal your PS5 because who you, you <laughs> I don't, yeah. why? For my heartache, I'm going to take this. <laughs> Hello, my pain is suffering. <laughs> I fully support you in that. <laughs> Do you think it's a red flag if the person that you're dating bad mouths people? I mean, even if it's in a way that they may have been wronged or if he continuously bad mouths people, is that a red flag? Yes, I hate a gossiping bitch. And you know, like, Friends is a different thing, right? But if you and I, and you know, I get it. You got to be the safe place for your partner, right? So it's, we're going to have to hear all the tea. Like I'm a, I'm a talk shit on my people too sometimes. Like if, you know, something's going on, but overall, like if you're constantly, if that's the only thing that we're talking about, if that's the majority of our conversations, that's already a huge red flag, right? Cause that means like you ain't got anything going on for you other than looking at what the next person's doing. But, you know, for me, that's actually one of my deal breakers that I've learned, like, through my, you know, dating experiences is if you're gossiping, if every time that I call you, you're telling me something that somebody else did, then we got, like, a real big problem because that means you ain't got anything going on in your life. Like, you got to be looking at whatever homeboy or homegirl's doing, like, and, you know, what about me, right? Like, let's talk about something else. And, yeah, so, no, I don't do, like, gossip unless it's, like, you know, I'm going through this or like my mom did this or my sister did that or whatever. And I kind of got a vent. And yeah. but other than that, it's like, okay, you should be too busy and too grown to be all up in other people's mess. Hello. Child, I definitely agree with that. Cause if you gossip more than me, you got to go. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we all love a good, you know, cup of tea, but at some point it's like, okay, is that all you're about? Clearly you're too concerned with other people's lives to get your own. So. Mm-hmm. And you ain't about to go tell my business either after we <laughs> part ways. <laughs> no, no. That's low key. People refuse to acknowledge that when he get to homegirl pillow after she done laid it down and his shoulders relax a little bit, he telling your business. Absolutely. All of it. Like, oh, all of it. Yes, that's such a huge turn off. Like, I feel like I can't even open up and be vulnerable with someone who's always giving the real, real lowdown, like too many details about their ex. It's just like, I don't think I needed to know that. Like, that was not going to help us in this relationship right. at all. Like, that was very unnecessary. Like, that just makes me feel like, okay, 
I yeah. can't tell you nothing. <laughs> okay. Your secrets are not safe there. Oh, oh my goodness. Because why am I able to open a credit card in her name? I'm like, why am I able to <laughs> <laughs> our business? Okay, girl. So we come to the part in the show where we turn the tables and we let you ask us a question that we must answer. So what say you? <laughs> You know, I'm going to put you on the spot because I just had this experience. I'm like, fuck, like dilemma, decisions, decisions. So if somebody that you really, really, really like, you're dating, like you're seeing each other consistently, and then they say, but you're not official yet. Like they haven't locked it down. They haven't asked you like commitment, nothing. But then they ask you to do a threesome. Like what? What you going to say? A threesome? What you going to say? Try somebody else. Who you You better go play with somebody else. What? Why do you feel like you have that access or you, you're not even allowed to ask me that. You, no, no, no. Is this like, is this, is this strictly in like, like the dating phase or like if someone broke it down? Like we haven't locked it down. We're kind of like exploring our options type of deals. I mean, this is interesting because I feel Oh, I mean, the freak hoe in me says absolutely, but uh, the, I don't know, it, the non-freak hoe says like, okay, if I'm dating someone, then why, why should I take you serious and you're broaching me with something like this and we yes. ain't even in a relationship, you know what I'm saying? Like, yes. Like one part of me is with it, mm-hmm. but I, like, I don't, if I, if we just like dating and I'm not with you for real and then we have a threesome, I don't, I don't know. Mm. It's like, what is, what is, what is the end goal of the relationship? I feel like determines the answer to that. If you, if you would it, because if I'm thinking about for, I don't know, like if that's my person, I'm going to share you. Like, I don't even want to open Pandora's box to like, I don't know. She might bust it down a little bit better. I don't know. So I don't want to open that, that door for you to, you know, feel like you can revisit her at different times. Like, that's not something that I don't think I would ever engage in anything like that with somebody that I wanted to be with for real. Like that sounds like some stuff that you do when you know we just out here playing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, because I feel like, you know, all of the threesomes that I've had in the past, and by past I mean June. Um, <laughs> like yesterday? <laughs> right. I'm like, is it Tuesday? The none of them have been with people I'm dating for real, right? Those are just those are with parties that are fair game. Um, so, you know, we have the relationship that we can do that. Um, mm-hmm. but I don't, Ooh, this is interesting. Ooh, wow. I mean, just count me in for the threesome. I'm probably going to go for it anyway. Like, I'm going to do it. Yeah. I'm probably going to do it anyway. I know. <laughs> and I'm not even finna hold y'all for real. So. <laughs> hey, but you know, like, so this dude that I was dating, we saw each other regularly and then he kind of hits me with, I want a threesome. And then, you know, my crybaby self was kind of like, well, am I not enough for you? Right? Like that, that kind of struck a chord, but then he was like, yeah, you are. But you know, I just, that's what I like. Right. And I think, okay, my open-mindedness, Janet is I'm a, I'm gonna entertain this conversation. Right. And so I thought about it, but you know, I have a real problem. Like just my, my soul will not allow me to say yes to this because there's no commitment here, right? Like who's to say that bitch isn't going to pop her pussy better than me. And you're going to be gone. You're going to leave me anyway. Right. So it's like, okay, I'm not willing to take that risk. First of all, cause my ego can't take it. 
And then second of all, like, I still like him. So what if I want to talk to him again? And then I'm like, he just left me for, you know, like somebody that I just, that I saw myself, right? Like she was in the same room and you just left me. So, I mean, all kinds of parts of me would be hurt about that. Then, you know, third, it's just, again, kind of like with me shifting my whole, I just become more realistic, I guess. Cause you know, I understand that, you know, maybe our partners like variety or, you know, even myself, like, it's it's hard to see like go out in the street and not look at yummy pieces walk by and be like oh you know like I might want that one like on Monday but then maybe on Friday I might like that you know I might feel like that one so I understand that we kind of live in this times where it's like you know people are just looking so extra good it's kind of hard to keep your hands to yourself and you know which makes again monogamy and like committed relationships so hard because it's at some at what point do you make allowances for your partner you're like okay I want my partner to be fulfilled I want my partner to be happy and I want them to come home to me not feeling like they have a major case of FOMO you know because they just like they're missing out on all kinds of you know buffet platters and stuff like that so I think I've become more open-minded in the sense like I probably might say yes to again like multiple party real like interactions engagements or whatever but there has to be that those like ground rules there has to be like that sense of commitment like I'm your main bitch like this like I'm it right and like but then I'm gonna make allowances I'm gonna give you that wiggle room to maybe I don't know like play like play with the peasants if you want you know but as long as you got to come back to the kingdom you know like (laughs) I don't know but yeah he hit me at the wrong one at the wrong time because I'm like uh first of all did, did you ask me to be your girlfriend? No. Did, are we married? No. Like, scratch that, right? Because now you're going to treat me like a fucking hoe. Like, we're not doing that. So I'm going to tell you what you do. <laughs> you do. Next time you get broached with that question, you uh, you say yes, you get in there, and you triple H jump off the motherfucking top <laughs> rope. Top rope. I'm talking about DDT Supreme Ray Mysterio shit. Then we- <laughs> <laughs> then when you finish never talk to him again <laughs> he gonna be beating your door down like i love you let me in you know the never. crazy part is like i i never remember this coming up so much earlier hmm, say like, like in the 20s i never i like none of my friends nobody would ever be like oh this this dude approached me talking about that nobody but now that we grown grown I've been hearing that a lot. Like a lot of my girlfriends have been like, and like guys that they, you know, we're just fresh or we're just fresh into a relationship or we're on that path that that's coming up a lot. And I just, I, mm. but you know, also I think it's part of like boundary pushing, right? Cause like, I think at some point it's like a little test, like, okay, let me throw this and see what the bitch is going to do. Guys like to test girls too. So to see like, okay, I'm going to throw this out there and see what she says. And yeah, if she says, okay. yeah, then clearly she's cool with me having my cake and eat it too, you know? So I'm let's, that's going to set that tone for whatever it is that we're trying to build or not build or what I'm trying to get away with or whatever. So yeah. yeah. You got to be real careful how you're going to answer that after and what you're going to sure. do with after that. You know what it is, Tasha? I've always said that if social media hasn't given us anything, it has given us audacity. Hello. That's where it comes from. It's Cause I mean, it's essentially like what? Like the buffet, right? Like the menu, because you're kind of like, okay, this is what's possible out in the world. And even if I don't live in New York, even if I don't live in California, like 
I can con like I can connect with that person or I can connect with you know all these people and then we can somehow make something happen right so it's like I think that's what's contributed to like what you were saying like how we kind of didn't this wasn't like a our old school dating like right. we didn't have to kind of deal with all that stuff but in reality it was probably going on behind our backs and that's why I kind of you know what I was telling you like I've all my experiences especially like you know my marriage and stuff like that's definitely opened my eyes to realize like okay shit is going to happen whether you approve of it or not or whether you know of it or not so it's like you kind of have to sit there and ask yourself like what am I cool with accepting and just also getting real with like allowing somebody to be real within their own self like you know because if you're kind of already judging them like no I'm not going to do a threesome even though you might like that or you might like variety or whatever I'm already shutting you down then you're forcing that person to kind of have to do it like the black market style you know like yeah. I'm going to get what I like regardless of whether my partner approves of it or not and that's when things go all bad too because you know again like the lying the deception like the messy situations like mm -mm, you know so you might as well be open-minded somewhere down the line Ooh. Okay. Natasha, get with it. Get with the three signs. I don't know. I don't, I don't know. I don't, I don't, no. I know. I know. You know what, Tasha? You know how you need to put the game up? Tell him you won't. Because I'm sure he's going to propose to women, right? Because that's what niggas do. Yeah, right? Tell him you want another nigga. Hello? Never hear about that one. Goodness, I just think it's so funny because most dudes can't even satisfy one woman properly. Master this first, master this first before we there, there it goes. That should be the condition. Be like, when you got all this in check, then we'll talk about it. We'll cross Hello. that road. Am I climaxing every time you touch me? Okay. Are you putting it down? If not, then we need to talk about that. Like, don't worry about the three. Don't worry about bringing anybody else in here. Because right, you're going to embarrass me up in her. She's going to be like, this is what you've been dealing with. I'm so sorry for you. Like, no. Like, let me let me get your number and call you. <laughs> you know, we're coming in. We're coming in strong. Like, not you embarrassed. Don't be making me look bad. Hilarious. Well, thanks for being on this show, Janet. And we enjoy the stories. <laughs> it's so much fun. Thank you for having me. Of course. So please let our listeners know where they can find you on the internet and what's coming next with Latina Money. Well, you can find me on the website, www.latinamoney.com. On Instagram, I'm trying to stay consistently active on it, Latina underscore money. Always fun conversations over there about sex too sex money rock and roll power everything um in between and um what's next a lot yet nothing right now because i'm on hibernation mode like rest recovery enjoying my summer a little bit before we get back on work right yes hot girl summer or is it lukewarm <laughs> well it's like real prude none summer but you know <laughs> It's real, it's looking real like temper summer. Yeah, the only thing hot out here is this heat wave going on. That's it. All right. Well, please be sure to download the app, Secrets of the Opposite Sex. Subscribe to the podcast, like, and comment on the episode on YouTube. And we'll see y'all right back here next week. We'll have another lady in the house.